Welcome to Soundings Podcast. I'm Dudley Evanson, and for more than four decades, my husband Dean Evanson and I have created music and media that supports people and the planet. In our Soundings Podcast, we'll be sharing interviews with wisdom keepers we have met in the course of our life journey. To learn more about our activities and releases, please visit our website and blog at soundings.com. Well, hello, I'm Dudley Evanson, and we're sitting here in the Soundings of the Planet studio with Peter Ali. Peter, welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. We're so excited about the album you just did with Dean Evanson, Prayers on the Wind, Native American and Silver Flutes. So perhaps you'd like to share a little bit about how that album came about and what it meant to you. Um, well, I, I believe it was maybe a year ago or so, and uh, well, even maybe before that. You know, meeting you guys and running to you and Dean and different musical events and such. And we kind of just kind of played together just, you know, for fun and whatnot. And I can recall one of the ones that was kind of cool was the Skillshare Fair. And we went on a stage and played together. And we didn't practice or nothing. And it was just, it just melded together really, really well. And, um, well, I was really honored when you guys talked to me about, you know, possibly have me come and do a collaboration with you. And I'm like, wow, I thought that would be great. Yeah, well, we've really enjoyed it. And what was interesting was to hear all the different kind of flutes you have. So you have some of your flutes here. Um, what would you call maybe Let's some see, of these? Look at this guy right here. Yeah. So just show us what that looks like and explain the origin of that flute. Well, this is... Um, a plain style flute, a Lakota style flute, and uh, the maker of this flute is uh, Guillermo Martinez. And um, they are key to Western scale. This is in the key of A. It's a six-hole flute in pentatonic scale. Um, and as you know, uh, I don't read music, and so I just kind of freestyle. So I improvise. And I'm basically self-taught. But uh, anyhow, it's, um, in my opinion, very easy to play. So that's on one of the <clears throat> number of tracks. And then show us some of your other flutes, because they're just, I love the um, tactile nature of the flutes, the sculptural quality of them. And they just have such a, each of them has a different tone. And what was interesting, uh, the way we recorded it, is you would start uh, with one of the flutes. Yeah, uh, and then Dean would just listen and just start playing along with it and just kind of keyed into me. and. And it was kind of like we were doing a dance. And um, it was really, well, we didn't really rehearse. We just started to play. And it, uh, it was really wonderful. It was a really great moment. Well, that has uh, benefits when both uh, flute players are excellent at their craft. <laughs> what does that one sound like? That looks like a double. Is that double? It's a drone, yes. It's oh, okay. um, another uh, Guillermo Martinez flute. And it is um, a Toltec flute. Mm -hmm. And so it's from the tribes of people in the Mexico, uh, state of Mexico area. And so um, normally they would be made out of clay, as well as the Aztec flutes and the Incan flutes, the Mayan flutes. And so a lot of flute makers make them out of wood. But it's a little different than the plain style. Obviously, you can tell it's a, kind of a double-barreled. And um, what attracted me to this instrument was uh, when I spoke to the flute maker was it's in the key of C-sharp and F-sharp, and it's in 432nd uh, hertz, which means, at least as he told me, it's key to your own, sound wave-wise. And sound is 
obviously very important in, in you know when you're playing the instrument and you hear the sound resonate uh, and whatnot, but it's very healing as well. What does that sound like? Oh, um, here, let me hopefully we'll play. As you can tell, it has the duality of this, you know, the sound that it, it's emitting, and, and I have the ability to change the tones on each on each side. Um, it does have a thumb hole in the bottom. It actually has two, but I only kind of use one. So, and um, um, it's just very nice, nice to play. Yeah. You know, it has a nice sound to it. It's one of several uh, dual flutes that I have. So I also have a couple of Mayan flutes. I don't have them here with me, but uh, anyways, uh, yeah, it's just how it sounds. Beautiful. Well, that kind of brings um, us to a question uh, about your family of origin, because you're quite a, a, a blending of many cultures. So perhaps you'd like to share with us um, where your parents are from. Um, yeah, that's a, a, a big curiosity to a lot of people. Obviously, when they hear you know my, my name, Peter Ali, uh, native flautist. And so where, where does the native part come in on that? So um, as a kid growing up, and I grew up in Southern California, I always kind of ask my parents, well, you know, where are we from? Who are our ancestors? And my parents had just told me, they said, well, you know, you're just half Mexican, half Moroccan. Of course, my dad being from Morocco, my mom being from Mexico. And I go, well, gosh, those are places. Those are really not descriptive of, you know, who our ancestors were. So as I got older, you know, I've done more uh, research. And I actually did a DNA test. And I always knew that we had Native American ancestry, especially being that I have uh, ancestors from Mexico, because it's kind of a no-brainer. And um, so I have Mayan ancestry and um, uh, Pima, Lower Pima. And so those are a tribe of people in, I think, Central Mexico. And my mother's from uh, Hermosillo, Mexico, in the state of Sonora. Pima Indians are also in Arizona, I believe. That is so correct. A connection. They didn't respect any kind of national borders. Of no, course. no. I, I kind of like to say when I speak to my audience uh, that my mother and my tribal ancestry is from across the imaginary border, <laughs> and, and all. And whereas my father, uh, he came from a whole different place altogether, and being from Morocco, and I thought that would make us um, uh, half Arabic, uh, which is kind of true in some ways and after playing for my dad for the first time he says uh, that we were berber as well and probably more and many other things and so um i thought that uh, i thought that was fantastic and then of course the flute playing came later well so tell us a little bit about um your origin or how you got connected with playing flute in the first place well i started playing the flute probably before I found out my connection to it. And uh, uh, I was uh, uh, living in Palsbo at the time in the peninsula, and um, I went to an art show, and it was up by the waterside in the summer, and I could hear flute music being played, and I've heard it played before. 
So I was drawn to it, and I went up to the vendor's tent, and there was a gentleman playing uh, lots of flutes, and there were some folks that, who made the flutes there selling them as well. And it was the man who was playing the flutes, his name was Charles Littleleaf, and he's a very well-known Native American flute player. He's from the Warren Springs Reservation. So I was uh, just totally moved by his music, and I listened to him both days on the weekend. I came to see him and play, and, and I talked to him as well. I was very inspired by that. And I was kind of going through a tough time at that, at that time in, uh, in my life as well. So uh, I was too shy to, to pick up a flute and, you know, because the, the flute makers were saying, hey, you can, you know, try one of these flutes. And I, oh, no, no. Uh, and so I thought about it. After about a month, I went to the home of the flute maker in Shelton, Washington, and I, I purchased a flute. And I just kind of taught myself how to play. Well, you seem to play quite well. You must have a natural. <laughs> it must be something in your blood, maybe. Well, um, yes, I, that came about a little bit later. I went to visit my dad, and uh, I wanted, I was, you know, excited to, sh to show him that, I, you know, this is what I can do. And and he looked at me and he said, you know, your grandfather was a flute player, and I had met my grandfather when I was seven. We flew back to Morocco and got to meet my relatives there. And uh, of course, I was only seven. I couldn't ask all these questions. I didn't know about any of this stuff. And I said to my dad, well. I, that's cool, you know, he played uh, the flute. Uh, why didn't you tell me this when I was a kid? Because, well, I didn't think it was important. Because both my parents, when they became American citizens, of course, they assimilated, and they kind of put their culture off to the side. Mm -hmm. and, and he didn't think it was important. And so, But he was happy to hear that I was playing you know, the flutes. So it was kind of in my blood. It came very natural to me. Uh, I, I would like to say that the kind of flute that my grandfather played was called a nai, which I happen to have one. Oh. So um, this is what my grandfather would have played. Uh, and it's a very ancient instrument, as old as Native American flutes. And they have found these buried with the pharaohs, and they still play in some aspects. But uh, it's a really, really hard instrument to play. It's a six-hole flute, like a native flute, and it has a thumb hole on the bottom. It makes it a little different. but. Uh, Anyways, um, uh, I tried uh, to take some lessons, and I was able to make some sound out of it, but that's about all I know right now. So. I'll make a sound. Oh, okay. I'll give so it a try. So this is what your grandfather, your Moroccan grandfather, played. This is what he it played. He, Berber. He oh. played at weddings and he, at ceremonies. believe I got that much out of it. That's pretty good. That's what I love about um, the album, Prayers on the Wind, is that it seems to reflect all these different cultures from the Lakota and um, Indians in Mexico and the Moroccan. It just has that kind of a blending of world cultures with a strong Native American. It, it really does and it really, the, the album just describes who I am in the music. Uh, I mean, I even play a Norwegian flute on the album. I know, I remember that. And of course, Dean is full-blood Norwegian. He wasn't born there, but his parents were very connected with their Norwegian culture. Oh. So that made it even more fun for, for Dean to be involved. In. It was, uh, I have to say, um, Dudley, that it was just a wonderful album to be involved with, you know, and actually my first professionally produced and recorded album. 
All right. Well, it's doing great. People love it, and it would, I think it uh, debuted at number one on the in the Native American charts on Amazon. So that was exciting. I was very very yeah. excited, and that we also had applied to the Native American yeah, Music it got, Awards. Yeah, it became approved for that, and you know, so, so who knows? Well, tell us about your. Um, you are one of the most um, avid performers. I just see you everywhere. You are always out there playing flute somewhere. So what are the kinds of places that you play? Well, a lot of the places, uh, well, I try to play everywhere, but uh, and what <laughs> that means... You play everywhere at once. <laughs> yeah, I know. What that means exactly is I get picked up by a lot of libraries. Mm -hmm. um, they do a lot of programs, music programs, and uh, cultural programs, uh, diversity programs. And uh, another thing that I add to that is that I also give my audience the ability to learn what that's like because I do a, a presentation for about an hour and then I give a 30-minute who wants to learn how to play and I have uh, 40 flutes at my disposal mm. so I pass out to my audience and I give them a, a really simple lesson. I also do uh, festivals. Um, one of them in, uh, comes off a hand that I just applied for was uh, Northwest uh, uh, Folklife, which I try to do every year and I do something for... Uh, uh, the Stillaguamish tribe, and also do programs with a lot of the local tribes, you know, here in Western Washington. Um, and, Such as, uh, well, the, I've 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 done uh, with the Snoqualmie tribe. They've had me come and do uh, teaching with their youth programs in the summer, as well as their elders. I've had the opportunity to come and work with kids at Tulalip, the Tulalip tribes. And uh, also, I um, uh, used to teach a little bit over at Lummi. And so, um, and I do offsite stuff, you know, for like different Native organizations. Uh, for Indian education programs, I work with uh, the Skykomish Valley Indian Ed Program. And uh, also, the Eastside uh, Indian education program, a little bit down south, I've worked with their kids as well. Well, you also teach uh, people how to make flutes. I think that's something that's get really catching on. What are those workshops like? Well, those are, are pretty uh, much a little bit more involved. And so, uh, and I began doing that uh, with um, Stellar Flutes, and the folks I've been working with. And what it is, is they make a kit that you can play the flute, but it's not quite finished. Versus, you know, making a flute from scratch, um, which I don't have, you know, the machinery and all that to do that with. And I haven't been taught. But so when I was teaching at Northwest Indian College, uh, it would become a class where the students could get credit. And it was obviously like a quarter class where there's more history involved and whatnot. And I show them how to finish the instrument and they could design it or, uh, or put their own, their own thing on there. Uh, when I do the classes just for anybody else, uh, it's just kind of the same thing. It's just a shorter program where they learn to shape the instrument, sand it, um, and I give them the inspiration to put a design on it if they want and finish the instrument. Plus, I teach them how to play the instrument. You know, and I like to let them know who played them, why they were played. And so they have a bit of history to go with it as well. Now, oh, that's a really comprehensive experience. Um, in fact, you taught, uh, I believe, our friend Colleen Burke to build a flu to one of your workshops. And I think you said something about one of the first things that happens is you give your first flute away. Is that a tradition of some kind? Because she came and gave it to Dean. Oh, well. Yeah, uh, so it came full circle. Uh, that is. And that's something, you know, one thing I love about living in Washington State is learning a lot of traditions. I mean, not knowing anything at all about my Native ancestry, I have been 
learning some things from the local people. And uh, the tradition of making your first drum or your first flute, you give it to an elder or some family member, mm -hmm. I thought was just, the, that's the coolest thing ever. So I used to offer that in my classes, you know, to my, my students, native and non-native. And if they choose to, they can, you know, do that. And I just thought that's a great tradition. It's, and, you know, one of the other things I learned here uh, is potlatch, too, is the giving of, of things away. So. Well, it's just interesting that it came full circle. I Without think so. you I, maybe even realizing that you, I think so. Dean was given a flute that you had taught someone how to make, which was pretty Yeah, I, special. Oh, I, I like that, and it's such a healing thing as well. Well, speaking of healing, um, I realize you've gone through some various health issues and, and that sort of thing over you know, recent, not too distant times. So how has the flute playing and affected your healing, or what was, how was your journey in, in the musical aspects of healing? Well, you know, as I stated earlier about, you know, learning where I picked up the instrument and, uh, and why. Because people go, well, why did you want to learn how to play the flute? Was it because, um, was it part of your ancestry? Well, I really wasn't so much into that at the time. Actually, the truth is, I was going through a, a pretty bad divorce. And it was very hurtful. And so, as I tell my audience, uh, sometimes people, when they're going through a hard time, they self-destruct. And fortunately, I was taught common sense by my folks, and I wasn't going to do anything, you know, rational. But still, my, it was too much hurt here. And so I found that the music of the instrument was very healing, very soothing. And it gave me also confidence that I did not have before. I was a very shy, very timid person, even at 40, at the time I started playing. So I began that journey and I got to meet other people that played and they were very encouraging and I got to meet other Native American uh, musicians, performers. Uh, and then in my life, I had been uh, diagnosed with cancer and as you know, mentioned recently. And so, um, and that was uh, pretty terrifying to me at the time. And uh, I was going through chemo and I, you know, it's a, if you know anything about chemo at all, you know, it, your sessions could be for hours. And uh, and mine were hours, and I thought, you know, I'm going to sit here for hours. I wonder if I could bring my flutes in. And they, the staff there were really good about that, and, and I did. And so I'm in a room filled with people going through chemo. And so it became a real positive thing to the point of after I was all done with my treatments, I thought, you know, I need to give back. And, and uh, it made me really look at life a lot differently because of how fragile life is. And so I would go back and I would play for those people and I would tell them, I would say, look, I said, I was a patient here and I made it and you've got to tell these folks that they're going to be okay too. Well, you even ended up on the transit, oh, big picture of you and that, how did that how come um, about they, or something? Well, they asked me if I wanted to volunteer and tell my story, which I did. Um, and so they took my picture and a little bit of my story on the website of the cancer care facility and... Uh, so I would have friends tell me, they would say, hey, we saw your picture on the back of the bus, you know, and, or on the side of the bus. And, and I said, yeah, I just wanted to tell the world that, you know, I got through cancer and I, I, I did okay. I'm here, you know. And, and so um, most, and because of the kind of cancer I had, you know, most men don't talk so much about cancer like women do and stuff. So, but if it helped anybody at all, that's all I wanted to, to, for it to do. Well, it seems like you have a very strong mission that's uh, in harmony with our mission, which is peace through music. By far, by far. And I, you know, I, before I even knew you guys, I would see some of your stickers in your, kind of your, your theme, you know, peace through music. I'd go, wow, that is really cool. You know, who is that? You know, what are those guys about? And so here we are. And so, and I've always thought 
that the music is very peaceful and, and it just and it puts people in such a good place uh, and it just puts their heart in a good place and uh, and that's what I want to continue doing um, as often as I can and uh, however distant I can you know, hopefully and I, I think that I will be able to because I've had so much help from you guys well, you are a very enthusiastic person, and I just watch you uh, being everywhere, sharing your music, sharing your gifts, sharing your talents, and giving back in so many ways. So I'm just I'm really grateful that we've been able to have a collaboration together. I know Dean Evanson has really enjoyed playing with you, and always does. And again, you don't even need to know what you're playing or anything. Dean has that ability to kind of pick up on things. So you starting setting the tone with the various different flutes that you have, and it's just pretty exciting. I have to say, I am very excited, and I'm so grateful to meet you and Dean. Uh, you know, Dean's flute playing is just uh, unbelievable, you know, and, uh, and so how he's able to play with so many musicians, and since, of course, since we've done our album, I've, you know, since Dean put out some really great music with some of the other great musicians, uh, and, and I hope that Dean will continue to make music for you know a long, long time. So, uh, and I'm also looking forward to hopefully playing together with him as well. But um, I'm grateful for you know uh, you guys and all that you do for the community because that's kind of my deal too to do more for the community to give back. Mm -hmm. Well, we're just about wrapped up, and I'm so grateful you could be here uh, telling your story. Anything else you'd like to share? Um, I can't really think of anything else. It's just that um, I, um, well, I'm, I'm just happy to be here and, you know, for your time. And, uh, and I hope that, you know, if folks out there want to hear my music, um, see, what is this? Our music, I should say, that um, um, it's great. It's a wonderful, wonderful music and that uh, uh, you have to hear this. You really do. You really need to hear this. So. It's amazing to me just the way the flutes blend with each other and how it just flows and it still has that peaceful um, theme and you just it takes you into different cultures. I really, really appreciate that. It really does. Um, so I mean that's all I can think of. So but um, yeah. no, I, I can't say thank you enough to uh, um, Soundings of the Planet. Well, we are celebrating our 40th anniversary this year, 40 years of sharing peace through music. Dean and I started Soundings of the Planet in 1979, and uh, when we're recording this interview, it's 2019, so that's 40 years, four wow. decades of wow. sharing peace through music. So people can find more about us at our website, soundings.com, or on um, our Soundings of the Planet YouTube channel, uh, we're also available on podcasts, so we have Soundings Podcasts. You can reach, find that anywhere podcasts are. And um, We just hope that um, people will be looking for you. I'm sure they can find you on social media under Peter Ali. Yeah, you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I believe you can find me on Instagram, and I do have a website as well. Yeah, you can definitely find you on Instagram. I've seen a lot of po nice posts, and so we will be staying in touch, yeah, and we look forward to future collaborations. And I thank just you. want to thank uh, thank you very much, Peter Ali, for taking the time out of your day. I know you work full-time in a regular job, and you sort of somehow end up 
fitting everything else in, but it's pretty amazing. It is pretty amazing. I would love to be able to uh, devote most of my time, or more of my time, in the music. And that's where my heart is and my passion is. And I think the world would benefit from that. Well, thank you. I, right. I do too. Thank you, Dudley. <laughs> all right. Thank you all. And please do be sure and tune in to soundings.com for our podcast with Peter Ali and others and our um, YouTube channel and all of our social media. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day.